Welcome to day 283 of Shaped by the Word. I'm Paul Kemp here with Matthew Kresge and Katie Kresge uh, as we continue through the book of Hebrews. The book of Hebrews is a wonderful book, beautifully you know, constructed. It begins by giving us a vision of who Christ is, uh, the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of his being, the one through whom God created the heavens and the earth, and the one who holds them together by the power of his word. A uh, beautiful description of, of, of the Lord Jesus Christ and a great hymn, you know, to his glory. And of course, the writer of Hebrews is talking to people who you know, naturally attracted to a lot of the ritual and a lot of the beauty of the Hebrew faith. And he is calling them, you know, not to look back over their shoulder at their past and the rich heritage they have, but to look ahead at the wonderful graces, you know, that they have had in the Lord Jesus Christ. And um, he does this by, and is showing us how much better Christ is. And you'll hear this word greater or better over and over again as you go through uh, the book of Hebrews. He is far better than angels. He is far better than Moses and of course as we go to these two chapters today he offers us a far better rest Mm -hmm. uh, than the rest of the promised land and uh, he is a far better priest than any priest that we've ever seen or ever even dreamed of Mm -hmm. and that not only does he uh, bring a sacrifice he offers himself as the final sacrifice Mm -hmm. so we pick up in um, Hebrews chapter 4 before we take off uh, as always, we, we realize when we come to the Word, we uh, we come to a holy moment that we enter into communion and conversation uh, with uh, God that uh, the writer of Hebrews has described the majesty in heaven. Mm-hmm. And we come boldly before Him. So we, we come into His presence and we come into His presence with all the boldness of small children to know him, to see his face, to have our affections stirred toward him, and by his spirit uh, to be transformed into the image of the Son, who, who is the representation of his character and of his being, which is what we were created and redeemed to be as well. Mm-hmm. So before we uh, read 4 and 5, uh, Matt, why don't you lead us? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time together. We thank you for your word. We thank you that through it you've invited us to approach your throne of grace with confidence. You've invited mm-hmm. us to draw near that we may receive grace and, and uh, mercy. And so, Father, we do. We ask for that as we draw near to you through your word, that you would meet with us, that you would draw near to us, that you would transform us, that you would convict us, comfort us, encourage us, uh, and do what only you can do through your word. So, Spirit, would you search us uh, as we read? Uh, thank you for... Um, all that we have in Christ Jesus, uh, would we would we see Him, worship Him, and, and marvel at what He's done uh, today, Father? We love You. Uh, be with us as we read. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hebrews chapter four, and therefore, since the promise of entering His rest still stands, let us be careful that none of you be found to have fallen short of it. For we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did, but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed. Now we who have believed enter that rest just as God has said. So I declared on my oath and in anger they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, it says, They shall never enter my rest. Therefore, since it still remains for someone to enter that rest, and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, 
God again said a certain day, calling it today. This he did when a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. For as Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken later about another day. There remains then a Sabbath rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their works, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thought and the attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all of creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet he did not sin. Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Every high priest is selected from among the people and is appointed to represent the people in matters related to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He's able to deal gently with those who are ignorant and are going astray since he himself is subject to weakness. This is why he has to offer sacrifices for his own sins as well for the sins of the people. And no one takes this honor on himself, but he receives it when called by God, just as Aaron was. In the same way, Christ did not take on himself the glory of becoming a high priest, but God said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father. And he says in another place, You are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death, and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Son though he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered, and once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation for all who obey him, and was designated by God to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. We have much more to say about this, but it's hard to make it clear to you because you no longer try to understand. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. You need milk and not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, still being an infant, is not acquainted with teachings about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature who by constant use have trained trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. If this is milk, I want to see what the solid food is. <laughs> yeah, no. It's a, you know, his, his, there's a point in there where he says, I, I'm, I'm trying really hard, but uh, you guys have grown weary yeah. of listening. And uh, you're reminded of the words of you know, Jesus in the upper room. You know, as uh, The disciples' minds are in one place. Jesus in a mind is in another place. He's focused on the cross and what God is about to accomplish. And he's talking about the Spirit. And he said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can you can now bear, uh, and the writer of Hebrews is, is saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, the teaching of, of righteousness is, is really the most simple part of the gospel and the most complex part of the gospel, mm-hmm. that uh, we come you know, we come before God not with the righteousness of our own, but with His righteousness. And we grow to be more like Him, uh, not because we've made efforts to become more righteous, but His righteousness becomes a deeper and deeper reality in our lives so that all of our works, from our salvation to our glorification and our sanctification, 
you know, come from his work in us. Mm. Yeah, I love how um, the author of Hebrews, he, he's not just speaking to a people who are weary or tempted to go back and he excludes himself from it. But I mean, you see that over and over again. One of his little favorite little phrases throughout the letter is let us, mm-hmm. you know, therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful. And then he goes on in verse 11, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest. And over and over, and you'll see it throughout the letter as we read it together. You know, he includes it. this isn't something that's just for the suffering or the the Christian that's tempted to go back. This is for the everyday follower of of Christ, those who are in the family of God, that we have to press on together. You know that, and and I love. There's a Sabbath rest available for the people of God. No, he has his nice movement. You know, from from you, he talks specifically about their problem, and then yeah. when he begins to talk about solutions, he talks about us. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a nice you know it's a nice rhythm from from you to we, you know to us, you know all the way through, mm-hmm. and and what a beautiful you know what a beautiful use of the Sabbath imagery mm-hmm. again he does a nice biblical being you know, a theology of sabbath in imagery he, he takes us you know to uh you know to the sabbath rest and creation where god ceased from his his labors and invited us in to enjoy you know the joy and the beauty of all of his labors and then he talks about the promised land which was also a, a a type of of rest where he's inviting the people of israel into a land of their own away from a land of slavery to a land of their own a land flowing you know with milk and honey where again they can rest in the joyous gifts you know that god has given them and then he talks about a future sabbath rest where we will rest from our works of course for those of us the moment we came to christ we we rested from our yeah. works mm-hmm. and accepted his works and one day we will lay our labors down completely and rest in his works as we are invited again once again into the joy of his creation so we've been invited into the joy of creation mm-hmm. uh, the joy of salvation and again we'll be invited into the final joy yeah. of creation so rest is what God has created for his people this is not taking a nap it's joyful <laughs> you know it's 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 joyful involvement in uh, the good gifts of God yeah mm. I've, I've never really even thought about resting from our works as resting from our works for salvation the, are the way that we try to earn our salvation earn our place at his table and he's given us that gift of rest so that we don't have to earn our way. So it's, it's interesting because every time I read this, I glean more from it. But every time I get to the end of chapter five, I'm like, yeah, I'm still needing, I'm still needing milk because there's still so much that I don't fully grasp yet. But like every time it's like a little bit more that I start understanding. Yeah. I don't know how many times I've read the book of Hebrew or even, you know, the, uh, all of scripture yeah. uh, but it just gets richer and richer and richer mm-hmm. and uh, you it's know beautiful. just you know finished teaching a pretty in-depth series on hebrews and yeah. I'm, I'm reading it again and saying oh wow it's so so many textures there mm-hmm. you know to grab it's you know it's so beautiful i'm tempted to teach the whole thing over again <laughs> uh, it's amazing to me too how the author of hebrews continues to just kind of center you know, his letter on on the gospel and on what we do with this message. You know that just two chapters previously, when we were in chapter two. You know, he says, "Let's be careful not to ignore you know so great a salvation, this message we've received." You know, but even here he says, "You know, for we also have the good news proclaimed to us, just as they did. But the message they heard of no va- was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed." In other words, what are we going to do with this message? 
You know, and this message is the message that it's the message. Yeah, that <laughs> is the the good news of the gospel that God has achieved a, sab- a Sabbath rest for His people. You know, and and then He launches into this. You know, therefore, since we have such a great High Priest who ascended into heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith we profess. Let us hold on to that the message of the gospel that we received and we profess. It's so important for us to feel the the weight of importance that um, that everything we read in Exodus and um, and all those books ab- about the Israelites um, that we we read those and we see that those are shadows. Those are merely shadows that point to a greater reality that was coming and that has come mm-hmm. for us. And so when we grasp the importance of that, we see how important it is for us to not ignore this it jesus has come these are all pointing towards him he's come and what are we going to do about what are we going to do with that are we just going to ignore it and walk away from it because it's too hard sorry y'all i think (laughs) i think the spirit's really preaching to me (laughs) but it's just so good and now there's there's just no doubt about it the temptation you know has been for you know western christianity uh, you know, to divorce the New Testament, you know, from the Old Testament and kind of think, of, well, that was their book and this is our book. Oh, that, that was so tragic because everything that God has done before is in anticipation of an even greater work that he'll do in the future. So he's left a lot of little hints in the way that he's rescued his people from slavery the way that he has provided for the physical Mm -hmm. needs of his people, uh, the way that he has laid before them a a way to rest and to enter into the glory of his his creation. And so all of these are, you know, nice images. And, of course, the other image, you know, that he uses here, you know, and he begins to open up to and he'll develop in the next, you know, couple of passages, uh, the image of a high priest. You know, you have a high priest who can relate to us because he took on flesh, the way we did, uh, the old high priest can relate to us too because they also took on with their flesh sin. Mm-hmm. And, and so they know about human weakness. He entered into who we are, faced every temptation that we faced, yet without sin. And so in him, we find a ever-present help in our in our time of need as we you know, come near near him. So he's going to develop you know, the whole image of, of the high priest, someone who represents us to God, offers sacrifices to God on our behalf, and enables us to be in relationship with God. And, of course, Old Testament sacrifices compared to the sacrifice mm-hmm. of Christ, which is where he's going, mm-hmm. are just just kind of a little you know, a, a little object lesson yeah. mm-hmm. and until we finally see where God is heading with all of this. Yeah. yeah. Verse 15, sorry, I cut you Go off, ahead. but it's just, I mean, verse 15, 16, I feel like I just need to read it one more time. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way just as we are, yet he did not sin. So let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. That'll preach. <laughs> so I've done it before. I preached that <laughs> once, once. Well, it continues to preach. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Katie, why don't you close us okay. with a word of prayer? Father, thank you for this truth that, um, that Jesus, not having sinned, um, was able to be our sacrifice, to offer a sacrifice um, for us and and didn't have to um, offer a sin offering for himself because he was perfect in every way. And thank you for the rest that we can find 
um, in him, the rest we find in you, God, um, that we don't have to earn our way to you because of, of the work of Jesus. Um, so thank you for the, the hope and, and the truth that we find in your word. Thank you for the encouragement we have in you. Um, and thank you for loving us. We, we take it so for granted so often. Um, but would we continue to, to come back to your word um, and find you there? and grow closer and closer to you and and be changed by you um, to be light and salt in the world around us. It's in Christ's name we pray all these things. Amen.